Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of The God Confidence. Today, I'm going to be finishing off on the topic of what I was talking about the last time. Again, if you didn't listen to it, please push pause and go back to the previous video. Listen to it to it throughout this entire entirety. Entire entirety. Really? Never mind. And then, come back to this video and we can have a conversation. But until then, follow my instructions. Because... This is step-by-step, and I don't want you missing no step. And yes, I'll be like that. But anyway, if you did listen to my previous video, then you know what I'm going to be talking about. So I've already mentioned about accountability and taking accountability for your actions and your behavior, et cetera, et cetera, and how how to basically better yourself when doing so. So now the next step is which probably going to be the second hardest thing from taking accountability of your actions, is forgiveness. Now, I know some of y'all are probably like, uh-uh, I ain't forgiving nobody that done did me wrong. But no, I'm not talking about forgiving others. I'm talking about forgiving yourself. Yes, forgiving yourself. Here's an example. You say, I'm going to use the example based off the last video. We talked about someone who wanted to live a healthier lifestyle, but all they do is eat junk food. I'm sorry, eat junk food and just sit on the couch being a couch potato. And then they get upset when they see other people post on Instagram, being at the gym or posting their summer body. Then, you know, you have to take accountability for yourself. You have to be like, you know what? I'm tired of eating pizza rolls and Hot Pocket and drinking a bottle of Henny and Crown and all that and the other. I want to do something. I want to make a change. I'm going. I, I'm fully aware of my actions, and I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. Then, when you do that, when you start, when you, be, when you start being honest with yourself about your behavior, about your lifestyle, it hurts. It hurts so much that you started wanting to beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Forgive yourself because you know what? Sometimes. Deep down on the surface, you may not understand why you were living a healthy lifestyle. It could have been contributing to drama. Or, not drama, trauma. Okay, you know what? Both. Both drama and trauma. Like, seriously. Maybe the real reason you was gorging out and eating all the time was because that was your way of coping with anything that happened in your life. It was a coping mechanism. And you were just unaware of that. Forgive yourself for that. Same thing for... The young lady who constantly goes about and sleeping around, no, it's it's pretty effed up to call her a hoe, but that's what society would perceive her as. But you know what? Young lady, forgive yourself. You took the accountability of your act and you say, I'm tired of sleeping around. I'm tired of racking up my body count. I want to do better. I want to be better. But don't beat yourself up about it. I mean, hey, at least you ain't pregnant. At least you ain't getting an STD. You, you, you was kind of smart. You, kept, you wore a condom. And if you didn't, Another conversation, but don't beat yourself up about it. Forgive yourself, and that is a very important thing to do. And it's probably the sec, like I said, it's the second hardest thing outside of being accountable for yourself because forgiving yourself literally means opening up your heart, being vulnerable to yourself. We can't even be vulnerable to a complete stranger, so you can't imagine how it's like to be vulnerable to yourself. Saying basically, looking yourself in the mirror and say, self. I am sorry for what I put you through, and I want to know. I want you to know that I forgive you. Now imagine doing that. Imagine if you stand in front of a mirror right now and you did that. Half of y'all wouldn't even be able to open your mouth. 
You wouldn't be able to say a single word. You'd be like, nope, I can't do this. The other half of you would just start crying. Literally, like tears were just running down your face for just like a really bitter pill to swallow, having to forgive your stuff. And then the rest of us would probably just be like, I'm going to say it. But then you don't want to, you don't say, you know, you don't really say it with sincerity. And then later on throughout the day, you wind up having like, not a breakdown, but you kind of, you kind of like, okay, I'm very emotional. I think I'm reaching the point where I have to just give up and forgive myself. And that's, that's just the God honest truth. That's what you have to do. That's one of the, like I said, the steps of work and you have to have faith in yourself. You can't just be like, all right, I'm, all right, I'm cool. I forgive myself for what I did. No. You have to actually mean it. You have to actually say it with your heart. It's the same way, like, if somebody did you wrong and you'd be like, you know what? I forgive you. And you know how people say when you forgive someone from doing you wrong, you hold more power in your hand than they do, and it makes them mad because they're like, wait a minute. I did them wrong. I did this, all that, any other. And they forgive me? Like, that really blows people's mind. So can imagine how you would feel when you do that for yourself. Just imagine. Just take a split second and imagine you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you forgave yourself and you were sitting there thinking to yourself, wait a minute. I let that shit go. I let go of that pain. I let go of that trauma, the drama, all that and the other. Llama, llama, Obama. Like, I let all of that go. And that is probably the most powerful thing you can do. And it truly is. And it's And you know what? It's not meant for everybody. Now, I'm not going to say forgiving yourself is meant for everybody because it's not. Some people just generally cannot go through that part of their life for doing it. But some, some people are just going to, you know, learn that they might be able to take accountability for their actions and then probably skip past the forgiving themselves because it's just that hard. You know what? I kind of take back what I said about taking accountability for your action. It's hard. I think forgiving yourself is even much harder because you are literally putting yourself in your most vulnerable state for yourself, by yourself, and it's the most powerful reaction you can ever have. It's the most powerful thing you can do for yourself. And I can tell you from example, from my own, from my, from my own story, from my own experience, that was the hardest thing for me to do. It was the hardest thing for me to sit there and be like, I'm sorry. I, I should never put myself through this mental hell. I should never put myself through this turmoil. And I want to move past that. And it's, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm not going to sit there and drag my ass through the mud about it. Because that don't help nothing. That don't, you can't, like my mama say, you can't unfill milk. You can't undo the past. So why are you tripping off of it? Why are you, why are you beating yourself up about it? Like, literally. Like, why are you slapping yourself? Like, when you have that annoying sibling that's like, why are you slapping yourself when they take in your own hand? That's what it's like. Why are you putting yourself through that? And you have to let it go, and it's the hardest thing to do. Let it, let it go. Like if you watch Frozen, you know that song was meant for people, <laughs> was meant for people who needed to literally let that shit go, let go of their pain, and forgive yourself. And whoever's listening to this, who is shaking their head and agreeing with me, then you're on the right path. And those who are sitting there making their face all turned up like they done saw something stinky. You need to forgive yourself because you clearly are holding on to something. You got a you got a chip on your shoulder so big that we can we can use a seven layer dip on that thing. So yeah, you need to learn how to 
express yourself. It's you need to learn how to let it go, especially if you consider yourself being like, oh, I don't have no emotion, I don't, I don't cry, darling. That's trauma you're holding on to. It really is. But somebody, somewhere along your way, along your journey on this life, somebody told you you ain't supposed to cry. Give me something to cry about. If y'all, if you, if you heard them words, you know what I'm talking about. I better not see one tear. Boys don't cry. Stuff like that. You a big girl. Don't cry. You better control your emotions. You better fix your face. You better check your attitude. And I told you I was going to touch on attitudes. You know what? I think I'm going to talk about that on this one. Just a brief, a little bit. And I'll have a whole episode full about that. But um, when someone tells you to check the check your attitude, they're never taken into the account that your attitude is actually another type of emotion. That's just a, that's just an easy way out of basically dismissing someone's emotion. And I don't really like to use the word attitude with somebody. Like if somebody's mad, frustrated, sad, even going through something, excited. Especially being a black woman, we already know us too far familiar when someone associate our emotions and our expressions and all of that with having an attitude. And that actually drives you to legit have an attitude, if you know what I mean. So I don't like to say out the out the gate, um, why you got an anti attitude? I would like to sit there and take a minute and let that person, you know, even though it's not really healthy to let a person bend on you to that degree, but I let them that they bend out so that I can kind of analyze and be like, oh, this is not an attitude. You are disappointed or you are frustrated or you are going through something that I cannot fathom. So all I can do is sit here and listen to you and offer you a piece of advice or anything else that I can do to help you if you need a soda to cry on or if you just need to yell in the air. And that is that that in itself just told, shows you how powerful words can be. Like I said earlier, words have powers. What not not earlier in this video, sorry, earlier in this podcast, but earlier on in previous podcasts, that words have power that can either bring life and death. So when you're telling someone you have an attitude, just oh, why you got such an anti attitude? You're dismissing their true feeling. You're not even giving them a chance to tell you why they're upset. Sometimes, and believe it or not, why you have an attitude and you actually have an expression of joy. You actually have an expression of nervousness or excitement or even anxiety mixed with excitement. And you have the look on your face like, I don't, I'm, 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 I'm like wiry. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, why would you assume that I have an attitude? And that's why I really hate that word. That's, the, the word attitude is an assumption of somebody's emotion or expression without even knowing what it is. And that's the worst thing you can do to somebody. And just like when I said, when I, when I ran down all those different examples of how someone told you to fix your emotion or be more emotionless, or how, that, how traumatic that can be, if we have a whole thing in these African-American studies class about black women and attitude, that tells you how traumatic that word itself is. We shouldn't be saying why you got an attitude or fix your attitude without even taking in consideration what it is. For example, parents say, don't be having a nasty attitude with me. Maybe the kid don't have an attitude. Maybe the kid is frustrated because you assume that they broke the vase, but really it was their little sibling or their little cousin. But 
Mm-hmm. No, you just you don't know the bigger picture, and that's the whole thing to do. You don't know how much that can affect someone's life, and later on in their life, when they're older and adult, they are gonna be kind of stanky or bitter or even mean and hurt people. Like I said, hurt people, hurt people. They're gonna do that because that's all they know. You need to drop that generational curse. You need to drop that word attitude. We need to learn how to let go and let God. And I know that sounds like a cliche statement, but it's not. It is let go, let God, and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for spending how many numbers of years you did not being emotional, not showing any emotion. Forgive yourself for drinking down your sorrow. Forgive yourself from gorging yourself out. Forgive yourself from counting up, racking up the body count even though that's not what you truly want. Forgive yourself for anything that you feel that you've done ill against. Forgive yourself for all the sin, biblical sins that you have put up for, you know, towards your body in the name of trying to, you know, make yourself be worthy in the world. You're not trying to make yourself be worthy in the world. You're trying to make yourself be worthy to God. And even if you're not religious, that is the truth. If you're not religious, then I'm going to say make yourself not only worthy... Don't make yourself worthy to the world. Make yourself worthy for yourself. So that's why we need to learn how to let go and let God. Because we can't continue to go on this emotional mind. But I'm trying not because, but the mind fuck of a roller coaster that brings us all this drama, all this unnecessary drama and even trauma. For what, what reason is it? You're literally living in a groundhog day of spilled milk, like constantly. You wake up at 6 a.m., the milk is still spilling, and you're just going to sit there until 6 a.m. hit again, the milk is still spilling. Why are you doing that? What what sense does that make? Why do you want to continue to put yourself through that emotional roller coaster? Why do you want to continue to to put yourself through that hell? Why can't you just let go and let God? Why can't you just, oh, I don't know. Just say, you know what, I'm done with this. So you've already taken accountability for it. You've already admitted the whole, you've already said, I got a problem. I need help. Oh, I got a problem. I want to make a change. So naturally, the next step is I need to let go of the stuff that was holding me back. I need to break every chain. And by the way, if y'all haven't heard this song from Piece of Cop, Break Every Chain, that would be the perfect thing to listen to after this podcast because. It really does explain what I'm talking about. Breaking every chain. Letting go. Letting go of that burden. Letting go of that frustration. And forgiving yourself for whatever you have done in the past. And it doesn't matter how hard, like I said, it can be a bitter, tough pill to swallow. But sometimes you got to swallow that pill. Sometimes that really nasty cough medicine going to actually combat that cold. Sometimes that really hard pill, that vitamin that you're going to take, actually going to help boost your vitamin D. Like, now you know where that, where that analogy came from. We have, to, we have to take in what is hard for us in order for us to grow. And like, okay, I'm going to give you a good example. Don't laugh at me from this example, but this is probably the best example I got at the moment at the top of my head. But Joseph in the Bible, he don't went through hell and high waters to be recognized 
And if y'all don't know Joseph, I'm going to, you know, break it down. And, you know, Joseph's the coat of many colors, la di da But I'm talking about the part when Joseph was sold off to the Egyptians from his own brothers. And he was in, in Egypt, and he was going through hell. He was thrown in jail, and he kept making these prophecies and saying, like, oh, you know what? Y'all going to have a drought for about about eight years, but, you gonna, but don't worry, because four years, you're going to have plenty of food. It's just going to be food for your entire land. It's going to be covered with food. Like, you're going to eat good for four years, so we need to stock up on food. But for the next eight years, we're going to have a drought. We ain't, we're going to be starving. If he knew that, and he said that, people, people, some people wouldn't want to listen to him. They're like, this man crazy. His own brother gave him up because they were jealous of him. And they were like, I don't like you. And then guess who came running to him? Guess who came running to him for food? Guess who started looking up to him? The same Egyptian that threw him in jail and kept relying on him for food. Like, like, come on now. How how much how much do you need to how much do you need to take in? How how many times somebody gotta hit you over the head before you realize? It's just time for you. I feel like I'm losing my thoughts because I'm, because I'm not trying to make this a rant, but I've seen one too many people, including my stuff, and I. This is definitely gonna be one of those shame on me, type thing. But you can't continue to let your past bring you down. Joseph could have let that pastor man, his having his coat of many colors ripped off his body and thrown into a hole and sold into to the Egyptian people and thrown into an Egyptian jail and said, fuck it. And he could have heard the prophecies being told, you need to tell the people of Egypt that they're going to starve to death and that, they, that in the next four years they need to start stocking up. He could have said, nah, no one likes me. I'm just going to sit here in jail. And let that linger. How many times have you didn't do nothing because you think you couldn't do nothing? Or because you was you were so hell-bent on your past trauma or that you just kept holding this burden, holding that bag, holding that baggage? How many times had you let go of something that could have actually pulled you out of the situation that you were already in? How many times? How many times did you have to get somebody whispering in your ear about somebody? I mean, God say, hey, I'm going to give you this. I want you to take it and run, run for the hills and make um, make something of your life. And you just said, nah, fuck it. Joseph could have did that. Everybody could have starved. All the all the 12 brothers could have started that. There wouldn't have been no Israelites because they all would have died. If Joseph would have said, nah, I'm just going to sit here in jail and let it be what it be. No, that's not what you, that's what, you can't do that. You can't do that. And as hard as it is to be like, you know what, I'm just going to take one of the situation that I'm in and try to make, you know, have faith and work on it, even if it's a small iota, an ounce, a mountain, not a mountain, a mustard seed of work, that makes a hell of a lot of a difference. It takes a lot of effort to put in work for yourself. It takes a lot of effort to put on work for anything. Hell, people who wake up 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning just to drive to work, that takes a lot of effort to physically get themselves out of bed, go get something to eat, make a pot of coffee, and be like, 
okay, I'm finna go go, go to work because I have to. Some people don't even have to. Some people are their own boss. Some people are entrepreneurs and they do, they have their own businesses. That takes a lot of work for them to A, start the business. And it takes a lot of work for them to continue the business. Because any given moment, moment, there can be failures. There's always failures in life. There's tough people to swallow and even I struggle. I struggle to be, I struggle to accept that there's failures in life. There's going to be moments of rejection. There's going to be somebody say, no, I don't want to associate your brand with me. Or no, I don't want to give you a sponsorship. Or no, I don't think you're the best person or the best candidate for this job. And then you're going to be like, well, damn. I'm just trying to work, but no one's giving me the opportunity. Um, Darling, that's just one door to close. That don't mean that's the only door that closed. Find another one. Do something smaller. Or do something bigger. Who knows? I mean, I know people say go big or go home, but sometimes going big probably just ain't your time. Maybe you do have to do something smaller, and it will grow into something big, like a baby. You don't, you don't, no woman pops out a baby and be like, all right, you need to be a grown adult tomorrow. No, the baby got to grow. It got, it got to grow. Like, <laughs> I mean, it'd be crazy if we saw a whole bunch of grown adults that was literally a baby yesterday. That's, I would not know what to do with that. But, yeah, you can't, you got to let something grow. You have to let something small grow. So I don't really like that. Go big or go home because that's just another way of society telling you. Putting in faith and work and the effort to try to make the best out of anything ain't shit. But just, you know, uh, go big or go home. Just do it. Like, I understand how powerful it is, but also you have to really taking consideration that that's not for everyone. That's not everyone's season. That's not everyone's thing. And you want to you wanna be careful with the, say, the, the things that you say to people, the things that you want to do because, oh, just because that's the slogan that you see on the billboard. I mean, in, in theory, Joseph could have did the same thing. He could have said, I'm about to go big and go home. I'm about to bust up out this jail and be like, fellow, I'm going to take all this food for the next four years and let your people starve. The story of Moses probably never would have happened if that happened. And and then just went about his business and gave all the food to the Israelites. Or vice versa, so I'm about to go big and go home and I'm going to make sure all your people is fed and don't give a single slice of bread to his brothers. Now, can, I, can you imagine how the rest of the Bible would have went by now? I mean, <laughs> I don't think no one would have existed at that point. But yeah, you can't do that. You gotta you gotta go based off your season, go based off your size. You can't force nothing that don't fit. I'm about to be corny. If it don't fit, you must quit. <laughs> but yes. That's that's what today's lesson was on. And I hope you really truly paid attention because I'ma sum it up. Especially if you was driving, I know it's a lot to take in. Forgiving yourself is the most powerful thing you can do for yourself. And you must do it. It's the necessary thing to do to move forward into your life, No, regardless of what it is, whether you're pulling yourself up out the trenches or you just continue on the straight path. Pull, whatever, either way, whether you're at your lowest or your low or you're maintaining a steady plateau or you're going all the way up high, 
you still have to forgive yourself because you still have something that's lingering, that's slight, that's holding you back. Whether it's holding you back too much or slightly, you still have something you have to let go of. And don't expect for something to be a big boom, a big go big or go home. It ha- sometimes it can be small. I mean, don't they say making a mountain out of molehill? Okay, that's the bad example, but like. Taking a faith, moving mountains, like something is small in a mustard seed that can turn into a mountain. Something like I think that's the phrase, but that's the truth. So I really want y'all to take away a lot from this. And like I said, I am gonna definitely have a much more longer um recording regarding attitude and why I really despise that. And Yes, I really, truly appreciate y'all for listening in. I would love for you to share this podcast. and Because I just want to make a good outreach. I really, truly believe that. And I'm not saying, as I'm saying this, like I'm the expert. Look, I'm still working on myself today. Today. I'm still working on myself. And I'm just showing, I'm sharing this stuff to you while I'm on my own journey of bettering myself. So it can't get no more real than that can't get no more of a oh I so I see who's to say she's the expert. Like, well I mean if, if you're going through it with yourself you kinda of are the expert. But mm, that's just another that's another another conversation for another time. So I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap this up because I would like to say I wanna keep it short and simple. And I'm gonna you know close it off like I always do. Regardless of if you're religious or spiritual, I'm gonna wrap this up with a prayer. Doesn't matter where you are on the, you know, on the spectrum of religion or whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless all your people, protect them, heal them, and deliver them. For you open their eyes, clear their minds, soften their hearts, and uplift their spirits. All in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. And don't forget, forever and always, frog. Always rely on God. Thank you for listening. Bye.